Ah, Paris. Here we are, back amongst the hustle and bustle of France's biggest city. And today is an episode, everyone, that I have been excited to record for some time. I know I've been sort of talking about on the podcast that I'm interviewing expert content marketers on, you know, the future of content, how to do content well. But today, I'm actually interviewing a CEO who I think actually in his own right is a content marketer and believes in content. And I've been excited to do this one, guys, because if you are a marketer out there yourself, a content marketer even, you'll know you just want to work with a CEO who gets marketing. I'm taking that straight from my dojo, my guru, Dave Gerhardt. Life's too short to work for a CEO who doesn't get marketing. So today I'm going to be talking to one who really gets it, okay? Let's go meet him. Just before we jump to the episode with Guillaume, I wanted to hop on here and let you know that I have shifted over my website and podcast to Substack just recently, okay? What does that mean for you? You might be like, whoop-de-doo, Joe, that's fantastic for you. Well, essentially, it means I want to make this more than a podcast, I want to make it a community, okay? I want to make it the community for European content marketers out there, because really, There isn't such thing, I don't think. And I was thinking, hey, let's get together in Substack. Subscribe to my Substack and let's have discussions about what makes content marketing in Europe different. There's so many things that make it different from localization and languages, all the languages we have. We have to create content in all these different languages to GDPR and so much more. There's a lot that makes doing content in Europe different to our friends over the pond in the US who who have so many communities and so much great learning on their side of the ditch. But I want to start something on my side. So contentmarketingcommute.com, head over there. You'll see it's now on Substack. You can subscribe for as little as five euros per month or 50 euros for the whole year And at the beginning of 2024, get your learning sorted for the year. Subscribe right there at contentmarketingcommute.com and you'll get access to bonus audio and video from our expert guests. You'll also get access to templates and how-to videos as well as something really cool, which I'm calling the Content Marketing Book Club. We'll be exploring a different marketing book every month and having discussions and chats within Substack all about it. And you can get access to that for only five euros a month. It's like a coffee per month, okay, to get access to Europe's best, or what will become Europe's best community, online community for European content marketers. Head over there, I'd so appreciate your support. This will also help me just to keep the show going. I work full time, I don't have a huge amount of time, so I need a bit of budget to be able to keep pumping out these episodes. Head over to contentmarketingcommute.com and check it out. Enjoy. Hey, Content Marketing Commute. Today we have Guillaume Mubesh Mubesh on the podcast. He's a CEO who gets marketing and gets content marketing. Oh my goodness. What the fuck? 
That's lies. That's a pot plant just fell on us. Oh my goodness. That's insane. That's like, you can't get that if you're just in a studio. We better start walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was not staged. That was not staged. A pot plant fell off a balcony onto us. Content marketing in the wild. Okay, Guillaume, you first see, of all... I have like a, oh my, a have, bit of the, oh of the plant on my finger. Yeah. I've got it. It actually hit my finger as well. I've got a red mark. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a great start. Guillaume, just to, just to begin, you live so close to your office here that we're just going to have to walk around the block a few times because otherwise the episode would be like two minutes long, right? Yeah, exactly. I live yeah. in the same streets. Wow. Was that kind of on purpose or did you... Is no, that just by chance? No, to be honest, like I wasn't the one picking and choosing the office place. Yeah. And the person in charge eventually told me like, hey, it's the same neighborhood. It's like, okay, perfect. What's the name of the street? And then she said like, yeah. Good laundry, and then I was like, well, yeah. I live there. Brilliant. Yeah. Maybe they wanted to get in your good books, you know, help, yeah. help the boss out. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's cool. So excited to be talking to you, Guillaume. Talk us through, so you're CEO of Lempire, right? Yeah. Talk us through what is Lempire and, and what's your role? So Lempire is a suite of software yeah. that helps B2B businesses grow. Okay. Uh, the most famous product we launched was called uh, Lemlist, which Lemless. is a sales automation platform. Uh -huh. And we've acquired a few companies along the way, like uh, Taplio, that is like uh, a tool to help you build your personal brand on LinkedIn. Yep. And all the tools we use or create are tools that we use ourselves for our growth. So we love to eat our own dog food. Brilliant. And in the last five or six years, we went from zero to like $24 million in annual recurring revenue. Wow. And, uh, All bootstrapped, you said, right? Full bootstrapped, yeah. Wow. Started the company with $1,000. <laughs> oh so goodness. I guess it was a good investment. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Very cool. Well, that's, that's awesome, Guillaume. Just want to get a sense of where we are in Paris right now. Can you tell us where we are? Like your office is right by here, but yeah. there's a beautiful canal. Yeah, there's a canal here, which is pretty nice. We're in the so nice. 10th arrondissement. 10th arrondissement. Uh, yeah, maybe we can walk on the other side. Yeah, we should. Today. We're going to cross the road. Yeah, yeah. We've been hit by a pot plant. Let's yeah. not get hit by a bike now. Yeah. Because over there, we can walk like normally. There are no cars. It's only bike. Beautiful. And yeah, let's, let's go around this. And so nice. Like this. So this is right by your office. Beautiful yeah, exactly. Look at that. Yeah, it's cool. That's we can so nice. uh, go uh, have lunch here or like yeah. uh, chill when it's sunny. Do you have any good spots to, to get coffee? I've been to this coffee place yes. before. So, What's it called again? <laughs> I don't, I don't know the no. names. I'm really bad with names with places. That's all right. But for, for places to... I don't take coffee personally. Yeah. But wow, place, how do you survive? Yeah, I, I just take cocaine instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the CEOs are doing it these days. Exactly. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> no other choice. No sleep and a lot of drugs. <laughs> no, I never get hooked on, on coffee. And I think like... Uh, I love the smell though. Like the oh, smell yeah. can... Yeah. But the taste and everything, I'm not a huge Not fan. into it. No, okay. I'm more of a... Of a tea guy. A tea guy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's Kawa. I've been there before. It's really nice. Yeah. We'll tag them. Do you know like the... Why it's called like this? No. Because like in French, actually, like a Kawa is like cafe. Ah, okay. You can say like, kawa. I'm going to take a small Kawa. Ah, small Kawa. Okay, cool. <laughs> Great. Okay, Guillaume. So, so we talked about the Empire. I really want to just drop a few stats. So I was checking out... You have a YouTube channel yeah. with 25.5K subscribers. Yeah. And it looks like you're publishing stuff like really regularly for a yeah. long time. You also have 24K on LinkedIn. You're publishing so regularly. Like, 
I work in marketing. That's not common for a CEO to be doing that. <laughs> what kind of made you take this approach? How did you get into doing that? So actually, like, it's pretty funny because the reason why I got started in SaaS is because like I was reading an article of someone yeah. who was building in public and yeah. showcasing, you know, like the day to day of how they manage to like launch their software, etc. And I got like super inspired about it. So eventually I was like, I need to document everything. I feel like it's a great way to connect with people. Yeah. And eventually when I started doing it, I start to see like that it was much easier to connect with people. Because initially I'm like really good at sales prospecting. So yeah. I would only focus on doing outbound. Okay. And I realized that by building like a personal brand and building in public, you actually build a lot more trust. Yeah. And when trust is established, it's a lot easier like to post customers and reach out to them and book meetings. That was like a number one reason. And after that, I realized that, you know, whenever you're like teaching something to people, you actually learn a lot more. Yeah. So for me, it was like the best way to reflect on everything we've accomplished with the company. So every time, you know, we hit a milestone, I would spend time and look at everything we've accomplished. Yeah. Try to look at everything that worked, but also everything that didn't work, share mm. it with people so they don't do the same mistake. And eventually, you know, I felt like the more I would document and the more I would share, the faster I would learn. Mm. And I just thought like it's the best way to learn. So. I believe like teaching is like the best way to become the person you dream of becoming. Yeah. So every time, you know, I want to, I don't know, like uh, learn a new topic, I decided to document it. Yeah. And that way, you know, like I became an expert in various fields and uh, it's, I think the best way to learn overall. Very cool. I, I like that sense. I hadn't thought about that. Like you, you documenting, you training other people, educating other people through your content is helping you learn faster. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. And, you know, I imagine this kind of like you talk about you were doing outbound initially and then you started thinking, okay, how do I, how do I kind of like create my own content and educate the market? Obviously, it's quite a long-term thing and a lot of CEOs don't necessarily have that. Well, they do have that vision, but, you know, you want to sell, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you didn't see results straight away, right? No, no, no. It's, I think, like, content, because when, when I started, to be honest, like, the first thing is I tried to raise fundings. Yeah. Because I thought, like, to build a startup, you have right. to raise funds. <laughs> but everyone looked at me and said, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm Guillaume, I'm French. <laughs> Please help me out. So yeah. it didn't work at all. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to try to grow the business. Yeah. And I think it took maybe, like, six months to start building an audience and having, like, people to, to follow me. So at first, like, the only likes I was getting was from my mom. Thank you, yes. mom, if you're watching. Good on you, mom. <laughs> mom better like this one from my video as well. Uh, I hope she cool. likes it. <laughs> and eventually, like, yeah, it just it just took off. I think it's like a game of patience, like, because yeah. we, we will get back to that, I think, a bit later. But when I, when I train my team to do the same, what I told them is to focus on the output, not the outcome. So I have, yeah. like, something that I created called the rule of 100. And the rule of 100 is you have to do the same thing for 100 days in a row. So every time I want to start something and learn something, I just do the thing for 100 times yeah. in 100 days. Yeah. And eventually, like you build like a really strong habit of yeah. doing it. So for me, a lot of people would focus on the outcome. So for example, like how yeah. many followers am I getting? How many views? How many whatever? Totally. But and sometimes after a week or something, you're like, yeah. I'm not getting followers. Exactly, and they yeah. and they give up. Yeah. But the outcome is out of your control. Like yeah. some posts I write, I think they are shit, and eventually they go viral. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah you know what? Like <laughs> even after years of experience. 
So I guess the, 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 the lesson kind of here is like, the more you focus on what you can control, the better you will get because it's like everything like writing or creating content yeah. it's like a, a muscle like you have to train it totally and to train it you just have to do more reps and yeah. do it like on a regular basis yeah cool so you did this thing for 100 days and yeah. i love that by the way so many people think especially with content two weeks from now let's like let's like gather up all the kpis and measure like did it work <laughs> you can't no it didn't work like you know you've got to measure what you're doing obviously but it's a long-term thing. It's Definitely. a long-term play, you know? So you can't just get in and say, in two weeks, we want to be here. No, yeah. it will not work with content. Yeah. So wanted, yeah, explore what it's, what it's brought to your business. You know, you talked about their kind of like going after VCs and them not even knowing who you were. Like what's been the biggest benefit for your business of like having this regular content stream? So, so for me, I think like just the habits of, of working like building in public and documenting everything you learn i think it's great because if i if i have to kind of like map out the growth loop on on why you know like we grew so fast without any fundings yeah it's essentially i would use my own product document what i was doing and what was working really well yeah from there i would share content with you know like the audience also connect everyone inside the community so they could also share exchange uh, and everything yeah and eventually like people would also start sharing their learnings ask for like new features or new things so i would develop new features in the product nice. then document how i would use the product with the new features and eventually it would do a loop like this where you improve your product you create like a strong connection with your audience and at the same time you also reach a lot of people with high quality content and build more trust. Yeah, so cool, so cool. One thing I'm interested to explore as well is that, that, that sense of like building in public, right? Yeah. And my sense anyway, of a lot of people don't do that because they feel like they need to get to a place where things are looking really good or <laughs> perfect, you know, before yeah. they start to share things. Yeah. What's your thought on that? Like, because it, I guess it takes some vulnerability mm. to be like, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm starting to share. Yeah, I, I think the reality is like the more you connect with entrepreneurs, the more you realize that everyone is uh, in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like despite like what everything everyone might think, you know, it takes takes a lot of time like to create a company. And I think like the, the earlier you document it, the better, like you have nothing to lose literally. Yeah. And, and I think the more you document, the more people will actually be able to help you out. Yeah. So for example, like if you start saying like, hey, I'm struggling with hiring XYZ profile and I don't know like uh, how I can manage to do so. Yeah. Eventually like people who've been following you might want to help. Yeah. Like people love to help and people are afraid to ask for help. Mm. And I think documenting is just an easy way right. to get a lot of traction. Attract, because you know you were asking like what's kind of the, the results on Lemlist and on our products etc. Today, 95% yeah. of our traffic comes from direct search. Which means wow. that Lemlist yeah. was a name that did not exist like uh, six years ago. Yeah. And in six years, we managed essentially like to create such a strong brand with the content and everything yeah. that people, you know, like search for it. Putting the name Lemlist yeah, exactly. search, yeah. And, and for me, I think like this is the best because when you create a strong brand, when you create an audience, then hiring becomes like a lot easier. Finding customers becomes easier. Yeah. And eventually like you just skyrocket your growth because if you hire the right people, close faster customers, and attract more customers every time yeah you're unstoppable <laughs> so cool yeah so cool and it's almost like having this foundation in place like it seems to me a lot of people will be like 
we need to hire someone or we need to launch this product or we need to do this and and you're and they're almost starting off a very low base or off scratch yeah but when you do that you already have this audience to speak to yeah you know and yeah and you're not kind of just like trying to find someone to to take it to yeah definitely and, yeah. and i think for us like a good example like we started in a very competitive market yeah so lemless was probably like a one out of 10,000 tools doing yeah. like on that space. So eventually, you know, like when you when you build an audience, when you create content and when you have, I don't really like like the term brand because yeah. most people usually like use it as a, okay, I've got a, a nice logo yeah. and some colors yeah, and some colors and yeah. that's my branding. <laughs> yeah. But in reality, like the, the emotional connection you create with people mm. is uh, a lot stronger. And, and then like it's impossible to copy. Yeah. People will never like people can copy your features, people can copy your website, the colors of your website, your taglines, like but people can't copy who you are. Yeah. So if you start sharing who you are, what you love, why you do things, etc., then you're unique. Yeah. And I, I think that. like people try to be different when actually they just to, should be themselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the most different thing is being human and being yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's really Peter cool. Thiel was saying competition is for losers. Yeah. <laughs> and I like this because it's like, it's not like you shouldn't compete or anything. It's more like try to find your own category and mm. category of one is the category of who you are. You know, like for example, yeah. you might be like, I think Alex Hormozzi is a great example. The guy is like obviously super smart, but when you look at it, he looks like a gym guy, like that is totally like under yeah. steroids and <laughs> you would never like think that, oh, be careful. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoa, and, uh, <laughs> almost run over by an ambulance. <laughs> yeah, normally, like, yeah, there is no car here except, yeah. like, uh, firemen from time to time. <laughs> okay. No, it's a super nice yeah. place to be walking, right by your yeah, office. Yeah, it's cool. So lucky. Mm -mm. Yeah, you were mentioning, yeah, like, some people you think... Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah it's, it's just, like, I think people overcomplicate things, but when you are, like, yeah. just yourself, you're essentially different, and, mm. and that's the biggest differentiator you could have to you know, like attract more people inside the market. Yeah, really cool. Guillaume, I got one more question before we do, before we're gonna do what we call our it's all backwards segment. And oh my God. I'll be honest, Guillaume, it's the first time we've ever done it. You're gonna have to stick around to see it because it's gonna and be we're amazing. we're walking close to the water. Oh That's yeah. It's gonna be more challenging. The people might not even know what it is, but you gotta stick around to know what it is. Yeah, we'll have to find a good place. But you mentioned earlier, you train your people to do this as well. Yeah. And. I think it's one thing if you get it, right? Like, mm. but there's some people who really, I don't know, don't feel comfortable with this. What do you, what do you say to them or how do you get people on board with this kind of approach so in your company? For our team, it's simple. Like, they just I, have to. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't force anyone, but essentially like I ask them, how did you know about the company? Yeah. And what's the best investment in the world you could do? Right. And for me, the best investment or at least an investment that you'll never regret making is an investment on yourself. And yeah. for me, if you want to become an expert in a topic, you must document and share your knowledge. Because mm. as soon as you share your knowledge, as soon as you put it in writing or in a video format, you crystallize your knowledge. Yeah. And then, you know, like it opens so many doors. Mm. So obviously, like there are a lot of people in our team, you know, who, are, who have grown their audience to uh, 80,000 followers, etc., etc., And they just follow the process. Yeah. So actually you mentioned like the followers, I, I had, I tested so many things on LinkedIn. This is, I think my first profile 
I got oh, banned wow. like many times. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, my last profile was at like 90k, so I'm trying to go oh. back. Uh, the profile you mentioned is, is like four months old. <laughs> oh, wow. Amazing. So, so every time I'm doing like new experiments from like brand new profiles, etc. Yeah. But, but the reality is like, yeah, I think like if you invest in yourself, if you just like, you know, like share or like document what you want to learn, there is no way you're going to regret it. Yeah. No way at all. And that sense of like, it's an investment in yourself. Hello. <laughs> Some friends out for a run. Yeah, it's funny because this guy is actually like an entrepreneur who just sold this company. And the guy next to him, he used to be like my coach back in, in business school. There you go. <laughs> Very good. No, super cool. What were we saying? We're talking about yeah. like, yeah, investing on your, in, yeah, in investing your in yourself, and, yeah. right? And then again, you know, I told them, if you, if you build a personal brand, and eventually you want to launch your company, yeah. it, it's going to be like 10 times easier because yeah. once you have your audience, no matter what you do, yeah. a small percentage of them will be happy to pay for what you're creating. Yeah. And same, you know, like if eventually they want to change job, you know, like who am I to tell them like you have to stay at the same place for like 10 years or whatever. Yeah. No, you know, I want the best for people and if I can teach them something that's, yeah. That's really great. Happy to do so. That's really cool. <laughs> I think one thing that's awesome about building an audience, say, you know, I, I have in mind, say, I don't think I want to be an entrepreneur, but if mm. I did want to, building an audience first and then sort of getting that feedback from an audience, even if I didn't have any idea of what I wanted to build, yeah. like that's, that's only beneficial as well, right? Yeah, you can definitely. sort of discover what people might need or what they might want. Yeah, and people love to share like their problems. Like if you're out there sharing value and you yeah. want to basically like help people out, it's so much easier like to, like, because eventually like what you want to do is to solve a problem yeah and to be passionate about a certain problem you need to connect with people and you need them to trust you enough so they yeah. can actually share everything mm. and uh, yeah that's i think that's that's what like i try to do <laughs> love that love that well i think it's time for it's all backwards it's okay all backwards oh my gosh it's all backwards literally everything is backwards So It's All Backwards is a new segment we're doing. Essentially, Guillaume is going to have a bit of a rant about what he feels is backwards or is it's just not working within this space. Anything, any topic you want to talk about. The trick is he has to walk backwards for 30 seconds while he's doing it. I'll time you, okay? Okay, okay. Okay, okay so I'm super unhappy with CEOs who believe that whenever their team is going to build a personal brand, they're going to leave, they're going to, you know, like... Uh, not be happy in the company anymore. I think you should always invest in your people. As an example, as a team, we're reaching more than 20 million people every single month just through content on LinkedIn. And that's like pure organic, zero dollar spent on ads. And to be honest, the more you invest in your team, the more you help them learn, the more you help them grow, the less they will want to go away. Like Amazing. people don't leave companies, they just leave bad managers. So don't be a bad manager. Don't force people to post things that they don't want to and help them learn, help them grow. That's Love that. me for the backward segments. That was like 50 <laughs> seconds and on these cobblestones. Wow. You didn't fall in the water. That's cool. Because it's a bit cold. Yeah, it's a bit chilly and you don't want you going in the water. Okay, so we want to change tack now. Maybe make it really practical, Guillaume, about your process and the way you create content. So a yeah. couple of questions on that. First of all, how do you even regularly come up with 
topics or like what's your planning like? Yeah, so I think like the best way to create content is to first identify your content pillars. Yeah. So what do you want to write about? So for yeah. example, I'm a CEO. So I want to write about entrepreneurship. Yeah. I want to write about like growth and marketing because I'm passionate about it. And I also want to write about mindset because I do a lot of like endurance sports. Like I push myself to my limits. I've tested hundreds of different productivity hacks. So that's our like, three content pillars. So from my content pillars, then I want to identify the people that I really like in that space. Right. So people who are creating awesome content because you have to think that ideas, they don't belong to people. Yeah. Ideas belong to eras. Mm. And eventually like what you want to do is to learn from a lot of people yeah. and make a new idea of what's coming out of things. So okay. there are nothing that is really like innovative, I think. Like, yeah, uh, everything nothing new under the sun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's always like building blocks. Mm. So my goal is to always like like maybe read a lot of content every single day yeah and from that sometimes i'm going to be thinking like you know what i think the total opposite from that guy so i'm going to write a post about it nice or if i see like two or three people writing about maybe like the same topic and i agree i would just like write about this topic in my own time with my own thoughts nice. and eventually like sometimes you know like by just reading content you have ideas on totally different topics yeah so i essentially have a place that's called like ideas dump Yep. So I just dump all my ideas in there, nice. try to write like a, a small hook. So the idea is to write like posts with in different formats. So first I just have a place where I have all my ideas mm -hmm. and then eventually I go back and I have like a writing times. So it's like essentially like maybe one hour per day okay. where I just go there. that time. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Usually in the morning because I'm more creative yeah. and I just go there and write from the existing ideas. Okay. But it's super important before you start like writing, it's super important to just like find people you admire, find people you really like, yeah, and then start understanding everything. And yeah, so ask, it's the pillars, yeah. it's the pillars, and then the people within yeah. those pillars. Yeah, like for each pillar, you're almost finding different people who exactly. are, are talking about that. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And then you kind of draw inspiration from either you agree with them, you don't agree with them, or a different angle on what yeah, you're talking about. Absolutely. That's cool. And and then you know I have like maybe seventy or eighty type of templates that right. I can reuse. To, because I know that they're working well. Yeah. So the idea is like to basically take everything that's been working yeah. and then leverage it like for your own content and yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like templates as in? Templates as in, for example, list, like- List posts or different yeah. hooks or? Yeah, is there different hooks? Or sometimes it's like a, a template, for example, it's like a good entrepreneurs and then you have like a bullet points and great entrepreneurs XYZ. Yeah. Or here's something that I would do different about industry. Yeah. Here is why, etc, etc. So it's like more like forms that you can use with too much like uh, tons of different topics. Yeah. And you know that they work well because they're well structured. The hook is pretty good, etc. Yeah. Cool. And I'm just, I'm just keen to ask as well, like how do you even find the time? Because every CEO I know is really busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think people like, uh, by essence, like you can always be busy, you know, yeah. like uh, uh, we can go down here. If someone tells me like they're busy, what I do is like, okay, open your iPhone, yeah. go to screen time, and then look at how much time you're spending on like uh, social media or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize that actually like uh, people are not that busy and that they can, uh, yeah. they can spend one more hour creating content if they really wanted to. Right. So I think it's just a matter of how you want to prioritize your time. Yeah. And uh, you can always find time, you know, it's like uh, people telling me like, yeah, you can't do sports, you can't do things when you're a CEO. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing sports since I started. I work a lot, I work hard. Yeah. But you can always find time. Amazing. What sort of sports do you do? 
I'm starting like triathlon recently. Oh, nice. So maybe next year I'm gonna do like Ironman. Oh, in Nice? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I heard the bike is just like. Yeah, especially this year they added like a lot of hills, like oh, even shit. more than like other years. So yeah, let's see. Oh man, I'd love to do one too actually, but it's a big commitment. And then how do you think about your YouTube stuff? There you're sort of more focusing on LinkedIn, right? And yeah. you're writing on LinkedIn. Yeah, so, so LinkedIn is easy for me because like, uh, I yeah. think like I've done it for like a lot of time. Yeah. YouTube is like, it's kind of tough. I think Instagram and TikTok have nailed it because Instagram, I've got like 200,000 followers. In TikTok, it's like 140 or thousand or something like that. Wow. But for YouTube, it's like, a, it's really a long-term game. Yeah. And it's a different audience because people watching my YouTube videos, there are less people but the quality is like super, super high. Right. So I have a lot of really high quality entrepreneurs like watching the whole videos and it just, it's just nice because it allows me to connect a lot more easily yeah. with people I admire. And I, for that, I just continue doing it because yeah, I just like it overall. Yeah, really cool. And what does your process look like for that? Do you, I mean, do you have like a setup at home that you use or? Uh, we have a studio in the office. Great. So that makes it like super easy. Yeah. I always write like scripts. Yeah. So I, I've tried so many different formats on YouTube. Yeah. At some point I was riding on my bike. Uh, oh, I did amazing. like, uh, yeah, like vlogs. I did like inspirational stories, etc. And now I do like, I do like scripted videos because I'm just sharper that way. When I, right. when I like, I script myself the video and then like I go and record it. It's easier. It's uh, faster for the editing team also. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. It, it's interesting in B2B, in B2B marketing. And like, would you consider a lot, is pretty much all you do B2B? At, at yeah, 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 yeah. it's all yeah. B2B. It's B2B, but I would say it's like a prosumer, so. Yeah, prosumer, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so you got creators and sort of individuals as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like, or yeah. people just getting started and yeah. Yeah, cool. You know, because you mentioned their TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. These are probably channels that a lot of B2B companies <laughs> sleep on a bit or they yeah. don't do a lot on. LinkedIn for sure, people are in on that. Mm. But uh, yeah, what's the value there? Do you think there's value in a company like pushing their brand on there or is it kind of the people behind the brand who should be on there? I think like uh, it depends what people talk like think when they say like push your brand on yeah. Instagram. Because for me, it's like if, if push your brand on Instagram means like uh, showcasing your product, then don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you look, for example, at like Red Bull, I think it's like perfect example of uh, a company that is even though they're B2C, they, they will never put anywhere on Instagram yeah. their, like a photo of their product. Yeah. No energy drink on Instagram because right. they want to sell a feeling mm -hmm. and the feeling of like freedom, adventure, mm. etc. And I think like for me, it's pretty much the same in B2B. Like if you, if you target people and if you want to go like emotional and build that emotional connection, mm -hmm. then like those places are the best. So yeah. my vision on business is a lot of people overcomplicate overcomplicate things mm. but for me it's pretty simple b2b is all about saving people's time mm. or helping them more, make more money yeah if tomorrow i tell you okay like give me 10 bucks and in a week i give you 100 bucks yeah technically you're gonna make 10x on that yeah i would do it you would do yeah. it because you trust me can i give you 10 bucks now <laughs> <laughs> and and eventually like the only reason like is 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 for me it's trust so trust for me comes from three, like it's a triangle essentially that has like three sides. One side is the emotional connection. Yeah. So right now, for example, people watching this podcast or listening to might be saying like, hey, Joe and G, they're like quite nice or totally the opposite. They look like dickheads. <laughs> we never know. And you need to build that emotional connection. Yeah. Then there is like credibility. 
Yeah. So for example, if I tell like, okay, I build like a, a $150 million business, like the credibility is obviously gonna go yeah. a lot higher. And then after that, there is a reliability. Mm -hmm. Meaning for example, if I say, hey, here's the templates that can help you reach out to your customers and get meeting. Yeah. If you use it and it works, the reliability is super high. Yeah, amazing. And, and for me, it's like, if you, if you manage to create your content always around like those three pillars that makes that trust triangle, uh -huh. then I think you're like unstoppable like uh, yeah. as a company. Very and cool. that's basically like what I try to do. So whenever like people are not doing something like, uh, hey, B2B is not for marketing or hey, B2B, uh, like B2B is not for Instagram, etc. I think this yeah. is where you should go because you yeah. have less competition and yeah. you can do like more original stuff and, and be creative about it. Yeah, what I love about that is I, you know, I've always worked in B2B 10 years or so and I feel like there's these playbooks that mm. companies think they need to do, right? Yeah. And it just means everyone does the same crap. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, like if someone's, like maybe that's the signal. If someone's not doing that, that's what you should try to do. You know? Yeah, that's what everyone's doing. I think like there are some basic stuff that always work and that you can do. Yeah. And, but I agree that often playbooks are like overrated. Yeah. And I think like every time it's like over complex and they ask you to, I don't know, like uh, automate everything, put everything on autopilot, etc., etc. Yeah. Don't really trust it. Like yeah. it require, uh, if it requires work, I think it's uh, already like a pretty good step that you know it might be working better than. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to bring that human into it, right? And yeah. and you can't automate human. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool, Guillaume. Want to just finally explore this sense of like, as a CEO, how you work with your marketing team on this, right? Yeah. And and possibly like. You know, in a perfect world, say we're talking to content mm. marketers out yeah. there, how should they be working with their CEO and, and, and helping them on this? Yeah, so, so the issue for me, I think right now is I haven't found like the, the perfect way to yeah. work with the marketing team. So I don't work with the marketing team on content, right. on my content at least. But eventually, like what I would advise is for people to, if their CEO doesn't want to create content, yeah. I would spend like every Friday, as a marketer, I would go to my CEO and spend one hour with them mm. with a list of questions, talk to them about the industry, talk to them about like trends, talk to them about like recent news, talk to them, like have like a list of questions and you record everything. Yeah. Uh, you create a podcast from it. So good. Then you basically like reuse the content as LinkedIn posts mm -hmm. and then articles as well, like industry expert articles or roundups, etc. Yeah. I think that's literally like the best way and the easiest way to create content and most people don't want to do this yeah but for me it's like as a ceo like if someone from my team would say like hey g like let's record a podcast every single week about xyz i would do it but nice. people like don't be afraid to go and talk to your ceo like they the reason why they build the company is because they are passionate about a specific problem yeah if they're not change company and <laughs> good call. And, and eventually like yeah you just it's the easiest way to create content is just like have conversation because Whenever you know you've been in the space for so long, there are so many things that are obvious for you as a CEO, yeah. but that are not for 99% of people. Totally. And you want to leverage this to basically like, yeah, just create the best content out there. Really cool. And yeah, I've, you know, I've had jobs where I've had a sense of like, oh no, the CEO is way too busy for this. Like she, mm. or, she or he is uh, yeah. better things to do than this or like <laughs> has to go meet clients and stuff. But mm. really cool to hear you say that because, you know, a CEO has that vision or should have that vision for the market and, and, and 
and the passion for the problem that they're trying to solve, right? So yeah. really cool to hear that. <laughs> awesome, Guillaume. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. We're coming back to the office now. And um, no, I've so appreciated it. Like, uh, really cool just to talk to a CEO who gets the stuff, man. It's awesome. Uh, thanks for uh, inviting me. And it was a great walk. Yeah. Uh, I think we're at 10,000 steps. 10,000 steps. <laughs> I think so. I've got my watch on, so we'll see. Cheers. See you next time. Before you go, remember, check out contentmarketingcommute.com. Subscribe five euros a month right there on Substack. You'll get access to a whole lot of bonus content and amazing learning. It's the community for European content marketers to learn and go to a new level. Check it out, contentmarketingcommute.com.